am I going to do, quit? That's not an option. You got to keep on keeping on. Life's a garden, dig it. You make it work for you. You never give up, man. That's my philosophy. Can I, can I call you Trenton? No. Okay, so Trenton, um, uh, you from Texas or? No, no, I actually grew up in Missouri, uh, right there in Jeff City, a little south. Um, grew up, uh, my family raised uh, commercial cattle growing up. Uh, my dad also ran a, um, he does the dirt work for like golf courses. He did Chief Stadium, really? travels all over the country. And then they ran ran about 200 cows growing up and showed cows too, didn't you? Yeah, very heavily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hef- we were Hef- growing up. A little bit of both. Uh, I like the heifer deal a little bit more. Just there was a little bit more return. Um, yeah, it makes a little more sense, I think. Yeah, yeah, and you know, back in whenever I was younger, when the cattle deal was where you had to be. I mean, mm-hmm. there wasn't a it much wasn't in the very, goat world. It wasn't very or, cool to be a goat kid. No, there, it wasn't cool to be a goat kid at all. You had, you had, you have a brother, right? Yep, I have an older brother that's. Six years older than me, and then a sister that's nine years older than me. I actually met your brother one time, and it was during Kansas City, and I was at the bar downtown, and this guy who looks exactly like you, I walked up to him, and I was like, hey, you look exactly like Trent Kemker. So that's funny. Yeah, a little bit older version, yeah. (laughs) There you go. He's still in the cattle, isn't he? Yep, yep. Him and Dad run about 250 mama cows, and they put in a lot of embryos, and and, and raising some very competitive show calves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how'd you decide to start showing goats? Uh, interesting story. Um, in 2010, we were at State Fair, mm-hmm. and we'd, we were showing some you know, highly competitive show steers and, and heifers, and I, I don't even know why. We were like, let's go watch the goat show today. So, and we ended up going up and watch the goat show. And I think Skyler Spencer Scott won that year, and mm-hmm. just the goat show as a whole, I was like, Man, this looks... We could do this. Yeah, like, this looks pretty fun. And, like, the deal at Missouri, you want to be in the Sailor Champions. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I had an older cousin that did it a couple times. Uh, my brother did it in 11. It's kind of a family tradition for us. And I was like, Evan, this steer deal is pretty tough. Like, this goat deal looks so easy. Cheaper. Yeah, and this looks easy. And Because uh, were they fitting them at that point? No. Okay. I mean, they were they were just, just goats, you know, and... That next year, we bought one, and so did all of my friends. Like, it must have been, uh, you know, the consensus that we were all going to show goats. And Missouri, actually, the top end of Missouri was actually very competitive for, like, the next four years. Oh, I bet. So I've, if I've kind of, like, noticed there's a bunch of people who have fit goats for a living or were pretty involved who are from Missouri, kind of around your age, maybe older. I mean, who, who else? You? Me, Ward. Drew. Uh, and is Drew from Missouri? Drew Wooden? Yeah, Drew Wooden is from Missouri. Uh, we all grew up cattle kids, you know, yeah. and, and just slowly we're like, hey, this goat deal looks fun. Yeah. Uh, me and Carter, that was the weird thing. Uh, me and Carter were very close, talked a lot, but neither one of us knew we had a goat the really? next year. Yeah, like we both showed up and you are like... You're trying to keep it a secret, or you just never yeah, mentioned it? Yeah, we never, like, we never hauled our calves, like, those show steers. Like, it was always, like, an element of surprise for us. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want anybody to know. So how'd you do that first year with a goat? Uh, it's third overall. Really? And then I won Xarban about a month later. So where'd you get your goat? 
Uh, Kedrick Miller. Okay. We bought the first one. Yep. So how'd you find him? Were you already kind of buddies, or you just? Uh, no, my brother was in college and and was hanging out with some of the kids who judged at Fort Scott. Mm -hmm. One of the girls was from Indiana. Okay. Uh, Marquesa Goodwin, and he, they got us hooked up with Kedrick and. Really. Yep. So, did you um, just from there on out, just kind of start hanging out and buying goats from those guys? Yeah. Yeah. The next oh, I think it was the next three or four years we bought goats from Kedrick. Uh, we were third overall at Missouri, one out of the sale for four years in a row before. That's horrible. Both, yeah, it was the worst ever. And, like, we'd be third out at Missouri, and then I think we won at Xarvin two out of those four years. And, uh, I mean, we're really highly competitive. Yeah. So, uh, Cooper Bounds is the same age as you. Oh, he's a year older than me. A year older than me? Yeah. Okay, so were you guys pretty good buddies? Because he was a pretty tough kid, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah me and Cooper were pretty good buddies. Uh, we fed a couple of those goats he mm -hmm. had going to Kansas City back uh, whenever he was going to college. He'd keep them there at the house. He was pretty close at Butler. Mm -hmm. and so at that point, I mean, you, you showed goats because, you know, kind of just randomly, I guess. And yeah, just fell into it. And you bought them from Kedrick, but did you have anyone really just helping you a ton, or were you just figuring out on your own? No, I mean, we were just feeding those things like show steers. We didn't, I mean, we didn't have a clue. I mean, I still remember the first time we went to Kansas City, and we were fitting these goats and everybody was looking at us like what are you doing yeah what are we doing i remember glenn was just like across like the uh, you know the barn mm -hmm. he was just like staring at us like what are these kids? like i just felt like we were like the freddy 4 H's fitting our you know show calf at no the county one, fair it was not normal? it was no we were the first ones to fit them really yeah i we fit that year and then uh kaylee stone uh yeah, she was having Nixon helping her, wasn't she? I think that so. Year, yeah. yeah, they the, those were the first two goats that I ever saw fit, and e we were like, just was that like the same year? Yeah, that was 2012. Damn. How'd you guys do at Kansas City that time? Cooper won Kansas City Cooper that won. year. Yep. I think Kaylee was reserved. Yep. Wasn't she? yep. Kaylee was reserved. Those are the only two. Well, there were a couple others fit, but those were the two. And like, we didn't have a clue. We had them fit up above the hawk. Like it was, it was pretty rough. But then from there on out, everyone's like, I guess this is what we have to do now. Yeah. This and it. Yeah. I mean, from there it blew up. Mm -hmm. So how soon after that did you start clipping for other people or, or clipping a lot, I guess? Uh, I mean, I guess it really started, I used to go out to Kedrick's there, you know, every other weekend in mm -hmm. the spring and clip goats and, and Cooper and I were picturing those things and really had no clue what we were doing. I still remember Hutto called Kedrick one day and he was like, are y'all going to fire their tails? And we we're like, we need to fire their tails? Like we had just zero idea. No, yeah, just yeah just coming up with it as you yeah play. but i mean there was nobody doing it. i mean dale was starting right there mm -hmm. and and they were way better than everybody else but i guess creed was actually helping do that mm -hmm. but we were just trying to figure it out you yeah. know no there was we had no idea cheap camera so the dough thing i mean no one were people people were fitting does back then or not really just a little bit for full bloods the, it was yeah more the full blood yeah i still remember like going we we're at denver and Cooper was with somebody, and I was like, like, why are y'all clipping these things like this? Like, they were back dragging everything. I had mm -hmm. zero idea, you know. Grew up a cattle kid, and I was like, and run those clippers the other way. Like, knock some hair off these yeah. things. Yeah, there was, I mean, it was just the full blood guys doing it then. And but, Creed, I mean, Creed was way above, or way past everybody else, you know, mm -hmm. way. At trying, yeah, making, at, at making them look good. good, yeah. Yeah. So how'd you, you just had to figure the dope clipping part out on your own, or did I lived with Daigle for like two months when I first moved to Stephenville. Oh, okay. And I went and washed goats for him, and I was like, 
I think I could do this. And mm-hmm. then Daigle ended up moving. And I remember I did my first dough at Alan Morgan's, and I was like, dude, this thing this looks cool. wicked. And I <laughs> sent it to my brother, and he was like, that's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, just, just kept. Yeah, just kept trying. Yeah, and then, like, I mean, I'd go clip at mocks or somebody and they'd just be like hey you know why don't you take a little bit off here or why don't you do something different here and and i always just tried to you know do some of the things we did when we clipped cattle yeah. put a little flank in them you know i like cutting out of, up above their flank to you know make them look like they have a little bit more rib shape and and things like that and i always i think personally i think i was one of the first ones to clip you know their stifle the way I do it, you know, they were leaving them so long and going so far down into the mm-hmm. hawk, but that's not how their muscle shape is, yeah. you know. It's it's a lot rounder, mm-hmm. so I always like to cut it in a little bit more and give them a little bit more shape. I think full book people still kind of do that, you know, that longer muscle pattern on those does at least. Yep. But, so, um, showed, for, showed for Millers, I mean, were you were buddies with those guys. How did you end up in, in Texas? So, would have been 2014, I bought one from Mock. Okay. I wanted to go to Denver. Now take it back. That would have been 13, summer 13. I bought one from Mock, wanted to go to Denver. And uh, we took that thing. It was like second class. Um, then the next spring, I bought another one. Did you know Kevin at all? No, no, no idea. I still remember showing up at his house just like, I'm at Kevin Mock's, you know. <laughs> the and, Kevin Mock. Yeah. And uh, the next spring, I bought one. And he was third overall at our state fair. Damn. Yeah, and it was like, wow, this <laughs> didn't work either, you know? Was it the same people beating you every time, or was it just always someone random? Uh, it was always me, Carter Ward, the Scotton brothers. Uh, and then, like, there was one year we fed one um, for a girl, and she ends up winning. And I was like, this is, this, <laughs> this is, not, this fair. is not how this is supposed to work. <laughs> so I guess that was your, that was your start of your relationship with Kevin. Um, yeah. I know you went to school down here, but you did you go to JC? I went to Butler. You went to Butler, right? Yeah, I went to Butler. Um, so, yeah, Kevin and I started doing a little work together. He was he was helping us feed them, and, and it was like a whole different deal. Mm-hmm. Um, getting them fed and presented and showing them. And uh, the next year I went to Butler. Did that. Uh, had a big team, a, a really successful team, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, Man, this is not for me. I I, I, don't, I want to sort stock, but I don't want to sort four up. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are a lot of kids that go through the judging program that only know how to sort four, and yeah. that that really bothered me. I was like, man, I want to go out and I want to see stock, and I want to I want to be around these people, and I want to be at these shows, and mm-hmm. I don't really care to ever be behind a mic. I mean, if I do, I do, and uh, that'll be great. But I want to I want to raise them. I want to I want to fit them. Oh yeah, I think you can learn more. I mean, not necessarily more, but I mean, by quitting a judging team, you're not giving up on it. You're just no, just taking a different path. Yeah. And and I, I mean, I learned a lot mm-hmm. that you know that first semester. You know, I walked in there and I was like, hey, I like my cattle like this. Yeah. And I, I mean, I remember the first place we went and worked out. Marcus was like, Hey, we're not gonna be able to sort them like that. And I was like, <laughs> All right, and you know, it was a learning experience. Oh, yeah. You learned so much about structure mm-hmm. and it, like. I take a lot of the things I do from reading structure on pigs in college because they you can learn so much because oh, yeah. there's so many different types and kinds. Pigs were my my strong suit in junior college judging. I yep. don't know why I think it was because my coach, but 
don't know why. It just yeah, like you said, just the structure. You just pick them apart. Yeah, so and much you could more. read them. You could read condition, and mm -hmm. and if they're a little counterfeit, they're, you know, their forerib. Yeah. And they force you to you know correlate different you know parts of their skeleton to each other, and you know, yeah. just kind of make you think the most maybe. Mm -hmm. But so you're pretty good, or you kind of just sat there in uh, the middle of them. I was like always right there in the middle of them. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think I was top ten at Dallas and Tulsa. I I still remember the. Uh, Tulsa contest like I had never just seen anything more clear in my entire life and I was like you know I was I think I was ninth I was still wasn't even in mm -hmm. the top five of our team so it was like well I, mean, <laughs> I tried my best but what know, do you mean see it more clear you... like I don't know I just the I don't, I don't think easy? I think I only dropped a couple points on the whole really? contest yeah um and how just about that reasons room uh, not my favorite <laughs> not my favorite the reasons room at Tulsa is a big I don't know how big it is, but it's an open room, and they've got like eight curtain stalls all yep. next to each other, and you all have to overtalk each other. Yep. It's pretty intense. But so you, I mean, get, you got your name called out. I mean, that's that's a big deal. Yeah, that was contest. that was that's awesome. I was uh, pretty pumped up about that. Um, and somewhere in the meantime of that, uh, you know, I was trying to make plans. I guess it was, you know, going into our second semester. I was trying to make plans on getting goats for the next year. Um, so you're still showing. Yeah, we could still show going into college. Uh, I still hadn't made the sale in Missouri. You just, you just yeah. been third, third? Yeah, I've been third. <laughs> I still hadn't made it. And I'm like, hey, you know, we got to do this. And we were making plans with Kevin. And, and he was like, hey, why don't, why don't you come down here and, you know, work for me? Because I was telling him, you know, I just don't, don't think this judging deal is for me. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do it three more years, you know. Yeah. And uh, we got talking. And he's like, well, how about it? And, and prayed about it, mm -hmm. talked, you know, talked it over with my brother and my family. And, what was and his just, offer? Just, just, to, just to come to school or mm -hmm. go to school at Tarleton and, and just go to work for him, just learn, you know. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like it was like some, you know, dream job, but it, it was. I wanted yeah. to go. He was kind of on top of the deal, and I wanted to go learn, and and I wanted to be in the middle of the goat world, you yeah. know. I, and I he, was, he put you there. Yeah, and I was, I mean, I loved it. So how long did it take you to decide? It was, it was a couple months. Uh, yeah. He came up. He dropped my weathers off, and we went out and ate. He kind of sold me on it. And, uh, what was the scariest part going in? Going in, so we'll get there. So he gets me these goats, and I was like, hey, I'm going to trade some goats. Mm -hmm. So he bought me three, and I had one sold, and the girl was like, yeah, we aren't going to show. And I was like, well, what am I going to do with this thing? So I, we liked him, you know, and I was like, we'll feed him. Come to find out, that is the one I won Missouri with. That that coming. Finally. Yeah, finally win with that. And you one. tried to sell him. <laughs> yeah, and I was trying to sell him. Uh, we we came for blood that year. Uh, we had we had three class winners, and uh, I didn't want to take that thing in the ring. I was like, we're going to Kansas City with this one, and uh, my brother and I are having a throwdown outside the ring. Well, which one I'm going to take in? And and one of the the steer family, uh, one of the dads. Uh, Kevin Morrow, you know, they were they were winning every cattle show mm -hmm. everywhere. He, he came up and he was like, you're going to take this goat in there and you're actually going to win this time. And I was like, I don't want to take that thing in there, you know. I, I want to take this other one and I don't want to burn him here. And mm -hmm. He's like, you haven't won your state fair in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you haven't even won your state fair. And uh, so we won that year. So I had to stay for the sale. So I'd never been to Stephenville, been to Heiko like two times to pick up goats. Mm -hmm. Uh, our sales on Saturday, I had to be in Stephenville on Sunday and start school on Monday. Mm -hmm. Never been on campus. And 
that was probably the scariest thing. I, like, I walked onto campus, and I'm like, I don't know where I'm going, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what, where's my classes, you know? What buildings are these? Did and, you know anybody at that point? Uh, knew Hunter Hoovall and Jordan Daigle. And was, I, so was Jordan going to school there? No, no Jordan was just there? clipping. Yeah, we oh, were okay. just living with Jordan, and like, luckily bumped into Ashley Garrett because I was like starting to freak out. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot find this building. She's like, dude, it's right here. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was nice of her. Yeah, well, there we go. Stevieville is pretty fun town. Yeah, I think I think the ratio there is ten girls to one guy. Yeah, it was. I think it, that was one of the selling points. They're like, it's nine to one. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah Tarleton. That was like one of their deals on their. Whenever you filled out your application, the guy-to-girl ratio is, or girl-to-guy was 9-to-1. Nobody really knows that. No. Either. Let's no. keep it that way. Uh, but, <laughs> so, what, I mean, you stayed at Steven Villa, finished out, took you two years? Or? Yeah, I was there, yeah, I finished my undergrad in two, and then I finished my, my master's program. Oh, you got a master's degree? Yeah, yeah I, did, I finished it online. Oh, okay. I, I guess I finished that, I don't know, last December or two Decembers ago. Mm-hmm. So working for Mock, I mean, so did he run a bunch of does? What do you have you doing out there? No, actually, you know, I went down there and he just sold the, you know, the goat herd to mm-hmm. uh, 77. And I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah, what, what, and he was like, hey, we're going to have all these pigs. And uh, I grew up showing a few pigs and, like, I was out was on it. That was not one of the selling points. Yeah, so. I, was, I was out on it, you know. I was like, I don't want to do anything. But that was probably one of the most fun things we did, like, just seeing them through the whole process yeah. and, and talking about stock and, and just going to those sales and and just networking. I mean, that was yeah. the biggest thing you get out of it. I mean, just, you know how it is. You, you go to Texas and you put you in the Middle livestock of everybody, world. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're following Kevin around. I mean, you're yeah. going to meet every single one of those guys. Every single one of them, yeah. yeah. So you just, I mean, I know how I was, you know, you just kind of sit there with your mouth closed and just listen and, and soak it all up? Was it just kind of like that? Just yeah, you just, learn as you know, as possible? yeah, keep your, keep your nose down, mouth shut, and, and listen, you know, and talk whenever you're spoken to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like there, uh, I moved down there, and I mean, that's how I met Macon. Macon was working there, too, you know, helping with the pigs. And, so how much older is Macon than you? Uh, I think he's five years older than me. Okay. Yeah, so he was just fresh out of college. Okay, just working for Kevin, doing the same thing y'all were? Yeah, well, he was, I mean, bossing us around, you know. Oh, okay. He yeah, he, was, he had a little bit more control. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't think a lot of people know that, that he just worked for Kevin and then just, just ended up just raising and doing yep. a good thing full time. Yep. What was he like to work with? Uh, it was interesting. When I first moved down there, he, he wasn't a big fan of, you know, I had a lot of uh, Midwest jokes and, and being from Missouri, uh, it was constant. Mm-hmm. I, I was, took a lot of shit. Texans love Texas. Yeah, they love Texans. They don't care. Really. Yeah, Yan- <laughs> you know, Yankees is oh, what, yeah. what, what I, we're known as. Is Missouri technically the North? I don't like to say it is. But it, yeah. it is. Actually, I I mean, this is, I think there were slaves in Missouri, so I, I guess, I don't know how that works, but. I feel like Missouri is Southern. I don't know. I don't know. It's right there on the border. I don't really know. It's Midwest. Yeah, it's, it, it's the Midwest. It is the Midwest. Okay. It's the center of the Midwest. There you go. But you guys, I mean, you guys are pretty good buds now. Yeah. How did you get over it? I don't really know. I think I just took so much shit. He was finally like, "Hey, yeah, you're yeah all right. he's all right." Yeah. yeah. So you were working for Kevin. He's he sold all his does, but I mean, you were still very involved with. The yeah, I mean, he still had a too. few of. You know, he bought a few of them. Like that first year I was there, he makes Blacklist and Hammer Time. Oh, okay. um, still probably donors. Yeah, he had just a few donors. He flushed and and so I was gonna mess around with a little bit with that, but more than that, he was still trading a bunch of weathers, you mm-hmm. know. And I think that was right there at the start of him helping Matt Cannon. 
Okay. So I was, you know, I'd get a B right there in the middle of that. And oh, yeah. I mean, that kid's had a ton of, ex- a ton of success. A ton, yeah. yeah. Especially in Texas. I mean, he's, he has one or two shows left. Is that what it is? I think there's two shows two left. Shows. Yeah. So, um... Let's talk about clipping a little bit. So, I mean, you're living with Daigle, probably you know, helping him a lot. And yep. I'm sure Kevin had you tr- clip every trader go. He run in the barn, probably. Oh, yeah. When did you start really doing that for money? Like, for your living, I guess. When Daigle left, I guess, that next spring, I went and did a set for Alan. I don't, I don't even know if I charged him or if he just paid me a little bit. But, man, I was, like, super proud of these mm-hmm. things. And looking back, it's like, what, what were yeah. you doing? Like, exactly. Um, and I guess it just blew up from there. Um, so I, was, I did a lot of them for Alan. And I just, you know, slowly progressed. Did a few for Joe, I think, was one of the next guys actually, mm-hmm. you know, started clipping some for and, and just, you know, just kind of worked my way yeah. through a couple of those breeders. I mean, you're not, you're, you're going by yourself probably or, or having someone maybe help, but no one that's teaching you while you're doing it really. Well, so my wife, mm-hmm. uh, she went with me to Allen's one time, mm-hmm. and and they showed some full bloods growing up. Oh, okay. And I was clipping on these things, and she was like, "What are you doing?" I was clipping front ends. She's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't know, I'm clipping the front <laughs> ends, you know." And she's like, "That is not how you do." And like, she showed me, like I wasn't using guards or anything. She was mm-hmm. like, "Show me how to guard them," and I was like, "Well, this is like ten times faster, you know." Is that when you proposed right there? That, that yeah, that was when I was thinking this might get kind of serious. <laughs> yeah. So how'd you guys meet? Uh. So Kansas City, the year Cooper wins, actually, the first year, 2012, Cooper wins, and we're like pumped. We're like, hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna party. Yeah. And I remember there was Emma and one of her friends were over there, and I was like, Cooper, let's go see if they want to party. You know, we're we're so seven we're party. 17. <laughs> you know, I'm like, let's see if they want to party. So I walk over there, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna party. And we just won Kansas City. Yeah, we just won Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. I know you show sheep and goats are still not cool, but we just won Kansas City. And she's like, well, if you go ask my dad. And I was like, hey, I'm, we're high on life. Yeah. We just went to Kansas City. Yeah, I'll go ask your dad. And we walked up there, and he was like, no. Not at all. Not at all. I was like, oh, all right, well, <laughs> good to see ya. And then, so actually, like, would have been 15. You didn't get their numbers? No, man. Didn't we we were in contact? No. Wow. No, her dad was like, nope. We're like, ah, abort mission. We're going to go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go uh, see what else we can get into. <laughs> and, and, uh. So like four years later, at Kansas City, I bumped into her and we just hit it off and the rest is wow. history. Yeah, you that's know. awesome. So I mean, she grew up doing full bloods and well, not really. I mean, they showed a few full bloods. Um, she showed some really good sheep. Okay. Yeah. I got you. So I mean, but but at the same time, you go. Know, she's there. You're there. But you're kind of having to get yourself better on your own. You know, I'm trying to learn and, and figure stuff out. How did you do that? Like, did you just pick yourself apart and? Criticize yourself every day, or just yeah. I mean, the more you clip, the, the better you get, and oh, yeah. the more you see what you can do. And like, I I went to Joe's one time, and he was like, "You need to take more off their ass, you know. You need to take." And I was like, "All right, all right," because those were the hairiest things I'd ever oh, seen yeah. at the moment, you know. And then like, you know, you go to the Fiesta, and you see how Glenn and Kelsey mow their tops down, and their loins look twice as big. You're like, "Hey, I, I need to do some of that," you know, or um, you just look what other people are doing and, and try to add that in and, yeah. you know, make your own craft. Mm-hmm. For sure. So you worked for Kevin until you 
you know, graduated with your master's, and, and what was the what was your goal at that point? Did you just kind of want to keep working for him, or did you have a uh, career so path? So, actually, whenever the spring I was going in and I was going to graduate, Kevin took a job with M5 down there. And so they were moving, and I was fixing to graduate, and I honestly had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, and I was like, well... Um, I, I like school. I was doing good in school. I was like, I'm going to get my master's while I'm here. So I stayed down there, um, did a lot of running around, helping pig families that next year for mock. And I was, you're pretty pig sharp, too. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like pigs necessarily, yeah. but I, I I enjoy feeding them and, you can go and get, looking you can at go baby to a pigs. Show and get one ready. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like looking at baby pigs. Like yeah. It's maybe one of my favorite things to do. Um <clears throat> But so I was going to school. I was supposed to be a grad assistant, but like every afternoon I was like, hey guys, I gotta go. And Emma and I are going to clip sheep, or mm-hmm. not clip sheep, clip yes. goats and picture goats. And, and that really blew up for us. You know, we were, we were picturing all day, every day. As when much you're the only one and they all need it done. Yeah. It's hard to say no or find something else to do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good money, it's fun. I mm-hmm. mean, you get you get to see yeah. so many different animals. That, that that was probably my favorite part about it. Yeah, you just constantly you know you get to go to one guy's and theirs are completely opposite of the next, but mm-hmm. they all still have that piece. Or oh, yeah. one of my biggest problems that I had was when I had a good clip, is I'd leave and end up writing them a check because I would trade what I made that day for yeah. a dough that was more expensive than what I made. That happened to me like every time. That's what <laughs> I. I told Emma one time, I was like, I think they only ask us back because I buy something every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still, so the first dough I buy, Joe asked me to come clip doughs. And I don't know, they were supposed to be like 30. Mm-hmm. And we were just clipping them. This before I knew anything about a camera, any of that. Mm-hmm. And we were just clipping them. And we, it was like 30. Well, it turned into like 55. And then oh we, they, we started like on Thursday and they had to be done by Saturday, you know, mm-hmm. and we were just rolling mm-hmm. and Jamie had dropped a load off and I clipped this dough and I was like I've got to own this thing like mm-hmm. this is the like I love this thing what'd she look like uh she had the biggest legs she was ultra shallow geek necked and had I mean the big fat loin mm-hmm. the and big I, fat loin the big fat loin and I was like like this is my kind mm-hmm. and uh so we get done, and I'm like, Joe, would you sell one of these doughs before we, before we leave? And he was like, probably. <laughs> and we sorted off two of them, and he's like, you, you, I know which one you're looking at. And I was like, all right, <laughs> we're not gonna pull that one, you know. And he priced her, and Emma was like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first dough we bought, and she was way too expensive. But so you wrote Joe a check. I, after I think I wrote thing. Joe a check for more than we made on the oh whole. Job. And I was like. But I was like, hey, this is, and that would be the one that makes like the reserve division four at Arizona and then oh, our two yeah. high sellers this really? year at uh, the Fever. So, so it was worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah. After Fever, were you like, I'm mean, like, it's yeah. welcome. Yeah. Like, you could have ruined this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so, I mean, that was your first dough. You were going to college. Did you just kind of start buying them after that? or? Yeah, just here and there. If I found one life, we bought one. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I was keeping that thing at, Kevin's, and then I think I kept her at Macon's for a little bit, and I was like, this is not, I, I can't leave my stuff mm-hmm. at everybody else's house, and uh, that was kind of the time we were like, hey, we need to 
figure out what we're going to do. And we moved back up here to Kansas, and, and we started buying a few more and flushing a few more. And How many do you have now? Uh, there's about 50 head of, of does, and mm-hmm. then there's like 100 head of recips. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So where's she from? Is she from Texas? or No, she grew Missouri? up uh, in Baldwin City, Kansas, so just right outside really? of Kansas City. Yep. Okay. So that, that's probably why you... Yeah, that's why we ended up back over there. Yeah, and it's like a perfect area. We're right there off 35, and we're like 30 minutes from I-70. So, I mean, going east and west or north and south. Mm-hmm. So you met her in 15, and you were still in college. So did she, was she in college down here too? Or how did you so, guys make that work, I guess? Uh, she was actually going to K-State, um, and we were driving back and forth a lot, like way too much. And and she one day she called me. She was like, hey, I'm, I'm moving to Tarleton. And I was like, no, you're not. Like, she's like, nope. I'm moving to Tarleton, and next thing I know, the next semester she was in Texas. There you go. The rest is history. Yeah. So what year did you guys get married? Last uh, year. That would have been, yeah, two years ago, 18. When are you going to have kids? <laughs> nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll wait a little bit longer? Yeah, for so, sure. So you're, how old are you right now? 20, 25. 25? Yep. On your own place? What was What was that like, having to go out and just buy a piece of land and I mean, you guys built right you yeah built it yeah um uh, it was it was actually no we didn't build we redid a place oh, okay uh it was pretty we didn't really know what we were gonna do we were living in my in-laws basement you know oh, raising boy. goats on their place <laughs> and they're cool like we got along with them great and uh you know we looked at a couple other options of what we were gonna do with our you know our lives where we we're gonna live and and one day Emma sent me this place and it was a foreclosure and I was like hey cheap no, it, it was still way too high. Oh, okay. And I was like, well, if we lowball them, like, we can probably make that work. And we were going to do the FSA deal. It didn't work. And then, you know, we went to, like, three banks. And finally, the last one, they called him Dollar Down Dave. Dollar Down Dave. And we go in there, and he was like, you have goats. I was like, yeah, we have goats, But these really good Yeah, and I'm like, you know, you're trying to explain this to him. And he's just like, they aren't worth it. They're worth $150 yeah. at sale bar. And I'm like, yeah, but they're not like, mm-hmm. and and he just wasn't buying. Yeah, it. he wasn't buying. He was like, man, I can't do it. Did you show him like an online sale? Be like, these are the, the, like. How yeah, I mean, ex- I was trying to explain, explain it. the industry. Well, he he kind of got it. I mean, he he did a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. and finally, I was just like, started talking to him. I was like, we gotta slow this down. And I was like, well, look at this place. I mean, I mean, look at it. And he starts scrolling through it, and he's like, if you lowball him, I'll give you the money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, seriously? Really? He was like, he's like, yeah, that place is worth way more if you do all the work to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this guy is only giving us the money because if <laughs> we redo it and then... They foreclose, he's making money. Yeah, he's going to make a lot of money on the backside. And that is how that went down. And I was <laughs> like, we just lucked into that. And like, I talked to him a couple months after that. And he was like, for sure. He said, that's the only reason I gave you the money. Oh, my God. And I was like, well, that works. So, Looks yeah, we, we just... Almost finished the house. We've completed that and fixing to build a new barn on it this fall. Go. So, so I mean, Trent or I mean Kempker livestock and and like picturing and all that. That was that was that's your company. It still is. Yep. What do you guys is what are your plans for the future? You're still just gonna do that and raise livestock or? Yeah, I mean, picture some on the side. Um, you know, it's it's hard to run around whenever you, you have commitment at home and and so I mean the ultimate goal is to grow the herd. Mm-hmm. You know, try to make. Try to make better stock. Try to make more of them. There you go. Yep. Selling for more money. Yep. So being a young guy in this, and I mean, you've been in it for a while. Kind of. I mean, it's not a very old industry, the goats. No. At all. No. 
But I mean, since that first doe you bought, what do you, what kind of females do you like to keep around, or which which ones have the most value to you? You know that that first one is unlike any of the rest I have. Uh, she was by far the most exotic, the hairiest, mm-hmm. the biggest legged, um, and I realized real fast. Uh, and Kevin preached this the whole time, but I was like so caught up in like that trendy look, mm-hmm. and I love whenever they handle big and flat over their loin, mm-hmm. and still everything else is proportionate. And he had always preached, it is all about maternal traits mm-hmm. and, you know, and maternal power. Mm-hmm. And What does that mean? I mean, like, your power comes from your doe. I mean, okay, you yeah. can put a good buck. I mean, your buck's going to add something, but... It's all in the mom. The, it, the mama's where the good stuff is. You mm-hmm. know, that's where they get most of their traits. And uh, those first couple I bought were a little tricked out, a little flatter, and I realized real fast that wasn't going to work. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like those, those real wide... You know, heavy muscled, round bodied, um, you know, still athletic looking does, but ones that just have a little extra shot of power, a little bit more dense. It's easier to make good ones with those, probably. Yeah, they're more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, even if they don't come out tricked out, they come out with muscle and their legs are probably big. Yeah. And they're worth money yep. to a lot of people. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's kind of the way a lot of these guys make make a living doing it for so long is keeping their does kind of right there in the middle. Yeah, and like, uh, so IVF came out, I, you know, we didn't have a lot of money to go out and buy does, and, mm-hmm. and uh, like I've got a couple from Alan Morgan, a couple from Dave, mm-hmm. those does that don't flush, so we were using those, and that first year, Alan was like, hey, this is my foundation doe, you just take her up there and not try to IVF her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we make, this is like the first year We'd sold a couple in partnership with Mock. I owned a couple of those with Mock. And this is the first year we got to come to the fever. And I was just nervous as mm-hmm. can be. I was, man, these things aren't good enough. Uh, and we get down there, and they were all like, what are these? And they mm-hmm. were they were she said's on this. She is now like 10 or 12 years old. So mm-hmm. at the time, she's like 9 years old. And we sold the one for, I think it was 10000 And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and... We sell the other one good. The one second in class at San Antonio, and he was he was kind of a born favorite. Mm-hmm. And then the other one goes reserve at Austin. I'm like, Dude, this is my first kid crop. Like, and you had a handful of does. Like, I raised four babies. That's that's unheard of. Like, yeah, that probably felt real good. Yeah, it was like, well, it was all out of one doe. I was like, well, I need more. Well, I, I got to figure out how I can do this consistently. So did you? Breed her again, get more daughters, or was that kind of? Uh, nice we had one daughter out of her. Um, <laughs> she didn't make it very long. She had something wrong with her, mm-hmm. um, and then she didn't. IVF kind of went through a little phase, and we just got the second set actually in December, and then a third set here in and um, April, and we kept two buck kids out of her that we're pretty proud of. Okay, so you got fifty does. I mean you've. You've kept a lot and, and bought them from those guys you're clipping from, but how do you do? You, do you pay any mind to like you know? Oh, I'm not gonna buy her. She doesn't line up with the rest of them, or or how do you kind of go nah, about building? I, mean, I just up? buy the ones a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Everybody preaches about you know your genetic line, and it probably is more than I think. You know, I I like making stork stuff. I, I like mm-hmm. it. they have the extra shot of power. They're a little rounder ribbed. They got the extra look. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of our does go back to that, but when we bought does from. Blue Team, Piper, David, Garrett, you know, we've got them from everywhere. If I find one I like, we try to buy her. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just from my personal experience, you know, the guys I follow mm-hmm. around and, and worked for, my view and my vision of what I think a good one is, is a lot of what to do with what they 
kind of taught me and their kind. Yep. Where, where do you think a lot of your your uh, the things you like and the stuff you're into is pretty similar to to Mox or maybe Storks or kind of how did you get your kind of, or develop? Yeah, I mean, like I that? think you get like a circle of guys like that. You all have your mm -hmm. type and kinds, but um, you know, some of us lay our preference down a little different areas. Uh, Kevin and I saw him <coughs> very similar, mm -hmm. and that was one of the cool things when I started working for him. You know, I'd, we'd get done looking at something, and be like, "That's the one I like." That's the one I like too, you know. So that was kind of cool. <clears throat> I like those things athletic. I like them round bodied, and I like them to touch. Just incredible. I like I like them dance, groovy backed, and and their loins, you know, big and flat, and they they transition right and yeah. have plenty of stifle. Definitely. We talked about it earlier too, but like the stuff you learned in junior college, you mean even about pigs and, and showing cattle. You think some of that stuff you learned there, you maybe put more emphasis on certain things and than you would have if you hadn't had those experiences? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Especially reading structure, reading hind leg structure. Um, <clears throat> you know, in the goat world, that's actually really difficult because there's no similarities. Like, yeah. they can have a very similar hip structure and their hind legs completely different, which mm -hmm. doesn't make hardly any <coughs> sense. But, um, yeah, I mean, you learn a lot. You learn how to re read rib shape and, and chest floors. And, and, you know, they just they teach you the basics of what to look for. Mm -hmm. Definitely. How many does do you want to have? Laundry I'm not sure. We'll just see. Yeah, see how it goes. See, see when you run out of room. Yeah, see how it goes. Have to buy yeah. another place. I hope not. If you get another loan, you're gonna go back to the same guy. <laughs> oh, I bet so. <laughs> there you go. So we we we, um, we were gonna record this last night at the B Dubs, and we did have a roundtable discussion. Yes, we did. And it got pretty intense. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I don't think good. the people. A lot of our uh, young minds. Uh, we were there, and we all had a little bit of different input. We were all very passionate about what we thought, too. I yep. don't think the people sitting around us wanted to learn that much about show goats. No, I don't think but so But they at definitely all. heard it. That they did. <laughs> so, um, go, like, let's kind of bring up that topic just a little bit. You know, goats are different from all the other species of livestock, and, and the consensus on what the right kind is is definitely the most different in our species, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think that's true, but I, I think they're, like, we're all going towards, I mean, it's just like the pig deal. We're so young into it, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're all going to kind of go a different route, but we're all going to get to the same place. Yeah. But so. I think our main topic of, of, of last night was hip structure and hind legs mm -hmm. and how, I mean, it all, I mean, you can read a lot on mm -hmm. hip structure, and, and I think that was uh, the major topic we yeah, sheep. We got pretty passionate sheep, about. Make them look like sheep, or, or make them look. Yeah, like sheep goats. kids versus uh, some some of the do goat. You, do kids. you think those goats will ever kind of start to resemble the other species, or do you think they're kind of just going to stay in their own path? And I mean, I, I think I think we are. I mean, mm -hmm. I think you know a couple of those bucks we've used in the last four years have changed it dramatically. Oh, yeah. I mean, they used to be flat and good looking and not very big legged, and now they are round-bodied and dense, and they look more like show pigs or little yeah. baby show steers. I mean, mm -hmm. look at the ones, uh, you know, we showed down south, or, I mean, the ones Hayden had at Kansas City, those look nothing like they did even three years ago. Yeah, I not mean, at all. You know, I, think we're, I think we're moving forward very rapidly. Mm -hmm. What kind of, do you, are you trying to, like, maybe make any of those changes in your own flock as you see them come in, or, or what, how are you trying to make the goats better? Or what do you what do you think they need to be? Uh, I mean, better. I think we need to make them sounder, more fault free, but uh, you know, not give up all of our shape and our and our mass and their body shape and just 
width of skeleton. Uh, I think that's probably the hardest. I mean, as I was our discussion last night, it was just trying to make them good without sacrificing the rest of the them. rest of them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and something we're you know we're really pushing for is just I like those goats back in like 12 and 13. I mean, there are some of those that I still think if if we were working leg hair and feeding them like we do today, they're still winning. Oh, I think um, so too. You know, those things chest floors were ginormous and their arms were big and they they handled like Mack trucks you oh, know yeah. and and they were still like maybe more athletic looking then than they are now like they're it's a completely different thing but there were parts of those that we kind of left that, that, left that, behind, yeah. that I loved like I I love those big chested you know real shallow um round bodied ones that that, that touched right and their loins were big and that, that that's something we're trying to fix Mm. at our houses I want to whenever somebody grabs one of our goats loins I want to be like you know holy shit mm. but you know don't you can't do that without sacrificing something else something, so there's yeah. always a middle road but um, you know we're just trying to make them better consistent um, rounder bodied stouter for sure yeah but um so you, you trade a lot of goats too yep and right? we trade quite a few help a, help a few families uh a few in Texas and a few in the Midwest and, and just try to focus on those guys pretty heavily. But we trade quite a few too and, you know, always interested in, you know, starting a new family or okay. helping a family out. And we talked about this a little bit last night, like, you know, trading goats and buying weathers to, to fit for certain judges is a lot different than, you know, you might not even go for the same kind every time or, or you know, you show up and buy that kind, but you really like, you want does that look, you know, a completely yeah. different way. Yeah. How do you... Um, how do you walk into a place to buy weathers and like what's your mindset at that you know to keep yourself away from just maybe buying the ones that you specifically like the best and, and finding the ones you know that is use? probably uh my downfall is is i'm very passionate about what i like and how i like them mm -hmm. um and that's why some of those guys are as good as they are but whenever i go in to buy them i want them to look and handle like i want unless mm -hmm. they're not going to work in our program yeah so and and most of those that I, I personally think that I like fit a multitude of people and, mm -hmm. and they're gonna be a little bit different than the ones you like and that's what makes the whole world go round. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think the ones personally, you know, like the ones I like to feed if I can afford them, I think I can beat you with the ones you like. So mm -hmm. um, no matter who's sorting it. But yeah. you know, that's wrong too. But I mean, you've gotta buy for, you've gotta have an, an idea of like, hey, you know, we're showing to this guy and they better be big legged and cool looking. And, oh yeah. You can give up a little bit of that other stuff, but I mean, consistently, I like to go in and buy ones that are, you know, round body, good structure. Those ones you like to feed. Yeah, those are the ones I like to feed, and I, I like them to touch right, and uh, you know, we can we can exercise and work here and do all mm -hmm. the other stuff to make them make them where we want to be. Yeah, definitely, and, and I I totally agree with you there, but like, it is tough going to a show and seeing a judge just absolutely tear on the on all the things that are important to you. Yeah. How do you deal with that? As a, you know, person who's trading goats. And, uh, you know, like when I was a little younger, like at State Fair, I'd get beat. And I was like, just livid, mm -hmm. you know. But like back then, we didn't even, we didn't know. <laughs> we were just like, man, I thought ours was way yeah. better than all these other ones. But you know, now you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta take it with a grain of salt. You gotta look what beat you, figure out why they beat you, and figure out what you're gonna do to beat them. Oh, I yeah. mean, that's, that's the name of the game. I'll mm -hmm. uh, if, if, if you get mad and you're like, well, my goat's way better. No, you you better find one that needs to be a little bit bigger ass or if you want to do a good bigger legged. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you better not take them the same kind you did unless you're gonna be 
second or third mm-hmm. or fourth again. So I always thought, you know, the biggest the biggest thing keeping people from getting better is going home and saying, "Man, that judge sucked." Yep. He was terrible. He's the wrong ones. You know, I think it just kind of puts a damper on progression. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, like those good guys that sort, they don't type and kind them the whole time. They 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 sort them individually. Like Chance said the other day, you sort them individually. Or maybe that was on the while well, I was judging mm-hmm. this past weekend. You sort them individually. You find the best ones that are fault-free or have what you like, and you roll on. I mean, if we're going to type and kind them, we're going to give up a lot of good traits on mm-hmm. other animals. And and maybe some of those goats that probably could win a major under a way different guy, if you type and kind them, they'll probably end up fifth or something. Yeah, That's yeah, you, I mean, there's no telling. Like, like this weekend, I mean, that was pretty wild. I mean, I'd say all the guys that are going to – oh, I'd say most guys that are going to be continuing to win a major there – and in one ring, those things were like fourth, and the next ring, they're you know first or yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no telling. And then uh, I think the goats as a species, there is the biggest gap between what one guy can consider. Just from our conversation last night, yeah. Like we were all, we were talking about a goat that some of us did not like at all, and some of us thought it was the best one the ever. Best one created. ever, yeah. And well, I think a lot of that is though, like, I mean, you realize a lot more when you start making them yourself. Like, yeah, it's way harder to do some things than people realize. And, mm-hmm. And you were gonna go about making that thing a different, a whole different way than I am. We found that mm-hmm. out. I mean, and we're both right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're both right. But um, one thing that I like, I mean, we kind of did the same thing to make money. I mean, you set up a lot of sale babies, a lot of a lot of animals for pictures and mm-hmm. you know, coach showmanship and stuff. And and I learned to hate ones that couldn't attach right in their front end because they were impossible to show. Yeah, and they're and impossible I, to picture. And, and I hated broke back ones because yeah. it was just took an extra 30 minutes to try and get the right picture of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of why, you know, I like a certain kind. But did you ever, you know, kind of go through some stuff like that? Like, man, I hate dealing with these. Oh, yeah, there's always there's around. always those ones you're like, I, I hate these. Mm-hmm. Like, But I mean, then they'll win sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, how did, how did that turn into that, you know? But, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's... Some of them, you just, this is miserable. You know, mm-hmm. you can't get the right picture. Like, I'm straight up to the point where if they can't set up comfortably, like, pretty quick, I don't know if they're even built good enough yeah. to yeah. work, I mean, you know, to make one. Yeah, that or they're just not broke. Or well, I mean, still, some of those just need a little time. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're to the point where, like, if they don't make a good one, those things aren't staying around mm-hmm. or, you know. Uh, I, you know, these podcasters cool you know mm-hmm. between you and stock talk and and jbh like you learn so much and like hurl them in like the hey i'm gonna keep whatever it is 15 or 30 does and like i'm only gonna flush those like mm-hmm. that, con- that that concept is like mind-boggling to me because there's got to be years where it doesn't work but he's never gonna have that that lower end like mm-hmm. he's always gonna have what he wants like oh yeah and i you, think that's pretty cool and if you go there and look at babies i mean they're so consistent yeah and I think his podcast probably made me go back and rethink a lot of stuff. Well, there's a lot of these podcasts that just, like, make you go back and you're like, like, <clears throat> those old cattle guys, they're like, if you're reading more than four four bulls, you're searching. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you really are. You you don't know what you're looking for. Yeah. Like, read them all. I mean, read them for consistency. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I don't know. You just don't, you get so wound up and you don't think about it. I need to listen to more of the cattle ones. I, uh, I've heard uh, Shoot Side is... Shoe side's really pretty good, good. too. And I, I forget about that I one. I just haven't listened to it yet, but yeah. I've heard really good things. Brad Hook's Stock Talk episode was one of my favorites of all yeah. time. Oh, that was wicked. Yeah, he's he's something else. Um, which one's your favorite, though? 
Oh, uh, I know. I mean, it's it's probably like a for sure two way tie. Two way tie. Yeah. Between. <laughs> Between. Uh, you ain't got it. You ain't got it. Oh, okay. It's okay. Right. You're gonna hurt my feelings. Right. Yeah, I probably won't do that. But that um, wouldn't help your ratings. <laughs> the ratings that uh, that don't exist. <laughs> no, I mean, a podcaster. I mean, you can. We spend a lot of time in the truck driving on the road. It's pretty yeah, easy like to knock out ten episodes working, in one day. Yeah, if I'm working outside, I, I have my headphones in. You know, I'm listening to it, trying to take something away. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the, I like listening to ones that aren't in our realm. Like, yeah. And and I like yours because it's completely different than the rest of them. You're you're trying to find backstory and you know mm-hmm. just have a little bit of a conversation. You know, some of those guys are focusing on you know we've got these certain questions or we've got this certain topic. Or, mm-hmm. And but, we're gonna go off that. Yeah, we're gonna go off that every time. For every time. But I mean, it, what's what was mind-boggling to me was I mean you'd you'd hear you know the first all the guys I've done are you know, extremely successful a lot of them have been doing it for thirty years mm-hmm. and they all got there a different way and one guy will preach they have to be you know, lined up and one guy will say that doesn't matter at all but they both made both things work extremely well for him yeah you know and I I feel like being as one of the younger guys in the industry you know I I like whenever I buy females. I like looking back, you know, three generations, see what's in there. You know, I, I think that's very important. But I'm, I'm not so worried about lining up a buck that matches that. I mean, I, I'm gonna line up something that mm-hmm. phenotypically I think works. Yeah, and that's what I liked about what Herdman did was, you know, if you look at his the bucks he's used. I mean, he's he's lined stuff up, but he will go out and breed do any buck, no matter how they're bred. Yeah, I mean, I want to know what their mom did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I think know, the reason and was, what what. Go ahead. Sorry. Go. Ahead. The reason they work so well for him is because all his donors for generations have been bad bitches. Yeah, and it's it's the maternal power that, mm-hmm. you know, and that, they, might that be, they say. It's just... Their pedigrees are scrambled, but they've been really good every, you know, their moms are... Yeah, and he grandma. keeps the, you know, the top of the crop, and mm-hmm. yeah. I think when we get wrapped up in just how they're bred, we end up keeping stuff around that... That we shouldn't. That we shouldn't, yeah. you know. And maybe, they, maybe they'll work one in ten times extremely well, but it's it might be just kind of harder to... Yeah, no, I agree 100 percent with that. I mean, yeah. I, I like. I mean, I just think I think it's important to know what those things go back to a couple generations, and mm-hmm. you know what what cow powers in there, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I like I have some people, and there was a girl I was talking to, who was trying to find some does, and she was she had a few put together, and she was worried. She was like, "Hey, I need another one," but I have four does from four different people. She's like, "I don't want to, you know, go too outside the box and have all these different stuff genetically." But I mean, ultimately, the the show weathers. Genetics, if you go back five generations, they're pretty much all the same. Yeah, they're pretty similar. And they will all line up, you know. Yeah, yeah like, they all may be out of a different line, but they are, or a different book, but they all go back to the same line. Yeah, or a yeah. Very, yeah, I mean. It's all pretty consistent in there, but. Yeah. So what's it like having a, having your wife do the same thing you do and, and work together? Uh, it's awesome. I probably should have gave her a shout-out earlier, but uh, she's the glue that keeps everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do a lot of running around going to shows, clipping goats, and, and she's she's very good at what she does, and she's mm-hmm. probably more precise than I am, and, like, it's, some days it's a little rough, you know, I'll be like, hey, we're doing this, and she was like, well, I think that's a terrible idea, I don't mind. <laughs> well, I don't, so this way, and then, like, we'll do, she'll be like, fine, what do you want to do, and then, then, you know, like, next thing you know, she was, like, exactly right, and you're like, mm-hmm. This sucks. Like, <laughs> I gotta sit here and take this for the next couple of days. Yeah, that, you're that not the boss. Re- no, really. no, you're really not. But, um, but she is. She has a wealth of knowledge to our deal, um, mm-hmm. just in terms of care and and I mean, 
breeding this isn't she looks at them more like you do mm -hmm. like she likes those things good built and a little you know uh you know geekier fronted and she's not like as crazy like whenever i get excited about one she'd be like yeah but it's fronted yeah yeah but i don't and i'm like well okay and and uh this past you haven't, you haven't convinced her yet no I, I haven't convinced her yet and uh she was like hey can we buy some sheep and i was like no we're not doing that i was like how about how, how about you buy a doe so she bought a doe this spring and she is very good but she does not look like the rest of them so i'm, I'm pretty interested to see how that works i'm guessing it's gonna be like lights out and make the rest of them look bad oh, but it has to work out that way yeah but you can't it, win yeah but it's uh it's good i mean you get to work with someone you love every day and um you know you're working towards the same thing it's you know it's not I mean, i've worked for a lot of people and i've been passionate about working for them but uh, when you're both working for the same objective and you're both as passionate about it as as you know the other person um, it's a lot easier to you know make strides and, and do things the right way definitely and i i, I spent a lot of time about that i'm just you know thinking about girls but like <laughs> what like i've always thought like do i do i want a wife that is gonna have her own job and do her own thing and so we can you know have our own our own stuff or do or do i want one that's going to be doing the same exact thing spending every moment together yeah i mean i i think there's there's good and bad with that. You can ask my wife, she'd probably say she'd rather have her own job than work with me every day. But, uh, you know, the just I love the flexibility of it to an extent that, hey, if, mm -hmm. hey, if we want to go get lunch today, you know, we're going to bust ass this morning or make plans to bust ass in the afternoon and, you know, we'll go do something. Or, there's some positives working for yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of positives. I mean, if, if we want to go do something, you know, we'd make it happen. So. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about working for somebody else and making somebody else happy, and you just create your own your own path and make it work. Make it work, yeah. There you go. Well, um, we're about out of time, but I'm gonna I want to ask you one more question. I've asked it a few times. I just think it's cool to hear. So, what goat wise, maybe be one that walked in the ring or a, a doe you clipped somewhere, but what's what's your favorite goat or or the best goat you've ever seen anywhere? Ooh. Why? What made him so unique? Just any goat. The one that you're always looking for. Whenever you go look at goats, the one you're, you're trying to find everywhere you show up. I would probably have to say... I'm going I'm to pick two. Mm -hmm. um, you can pick buck, three if you want. There's a buck. Tag team. Mm -hmm. uh, when that one was... If you still go look at him now at Storks, that one was the most incredible build biggest haired his body was still right and he handled like no like that one was i remember seeing that one and being like this thing's fu so futuristic yeah. and so out there and so good it's insane and then um there was a weather that stork sold last spring mm -hmm. and um i just remember walking into the barn and i was like I just it. i'd never seen anything like that mm -hmm. one like he was so big muscled and proportionate and built right and uh he was just out there. Mm -hmm. What uh did he end up I haven't showed him yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Well shout out to that goat wherever he is. Yeah, wherever he is. Good, good luck. Good luck. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Trent. Yep, you bet.